Good morning, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday, people. Getting ready for that weekend. The Packers are off and getting ready for their OTAs next week to wrap up their offseason program. And then it is into the great unknown of the summer. A few weeks off respite. We'll be doing Packers trivia here at Cheesehead TV, so be sure to be sticking around for that in the coming weeks. Like I said, they got OTAs to finish up next week, and then after that, be on the lookout. Live Packers trivia right here Monday through Friday on the Cheesehead TV YouTube channel. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all doing well, and I hope you're all ready for Father's Day. But if you're not, I got something for you. That's right. You want to check out one of these old school Lambo prints. Look at this thing. Score right here for your father. Father's Day, a great classic alternative to the usual photography-based sports posters that get relegated to the basement or man cave. These prints look like art. People love hanging them in a den, a living room, or a professional office because they're old school and sharp from a design perspective. They're a great Father's Day gift, people. Make sure you head to ballparkblueprints.com. The link is also in the description of this video. Use code CHEESEHEAD, that's code CHEESEHEAD, to get 10% off. Do it, people. You want to do it. Your dad will love it. You won't have to watch or look at some horrible, gross sports posters. You get an old school, nice looking piece of art that also represents the Packers. You know you love it. Good morning, everybody. Dennis is here. What's up, Dennis? Tony. Good morning, man. Hope you're doing well. Doxin is here, of course. Brandy, good morning. How are you? Most underrated player, Daphne. Ooh, Brandy starting out hot. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd have a hard time putting Daphne as most underrated. I think he's, you know, got some ability, no doubt about it. But know, most underrated. Oh, boy. I'd have to. I'd probably go Deguara. I think people have written off Deguara in a way they shouldn't. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this year. Don't forget, he was coming off a major injury last season. I know people want him to just come out six guns a-blazing, but uh, I think he is going to uh, get opportunities and produce this year in a way that most people probably aren't expecting. Uh, Evan, good morning. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I see. SWFL Packers Fan Club, what's up? Comparing Carr to Rogers is like comparing apples to oranges. I see Devante's words have stirred up a hornet's nest in the old internet sphere. Look, man, what's he get? Like, of course he's going to go to bat for his guy. He loves car and he loves Aaron and you know look I mean you can't deny the chemistry those two had when they were playing together in college now obviously a lot has happened since then and Aaron is Aaron and I don't think any free thinking person would at face value say that car is in the same league as Rogers but Devante is Devante and he's played with both and he knows what car is capable of in a way probably few others if anybody does so We'll see what transpires here in 2022. That said, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest ever to play the position. David Carr is not. Uh, Devontae's words about Rodgers have been completely twisted by the media. Go figure. Not really. Not really. I mean, they're quotes, and you can go watch the entire media session, but they, they haven't. They haven't twisted anything. I mean, those are the words he said. So, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not bashing on the media on this one. Sorry. Let's get Aaron Rodgers that elusive second ring so he can ride off into the sunset and enjoy the rest of his life. 
Michael, I think the Packers are trying to do just that. Uh, hopefully, the things shake out a little bit better in the postseason than they have the last couple of years. <laughs> Adams with the kiss of death for Jordan Love. He's a nice guy, but... Oh, man. I mean, but look, if you're Devontae, you've got this opportunity to go play with a guy that you've known pretty much your whole adult life and you've wanted to play with. Yeah, I don't think that's a major slight at Jordan Love. You know, I think he spoke truth there. He said it didn't have anything to do with the other quarterbacks. You know, he wanted to go play with his guy. He didn't know how much longer Aaron was going to be in town. That all makes sense to me. Uh, Nags, is there a locker for all these guys vying for a spot on the team? Yes, Brandy. Actually, um, I think you've probably seen pictures of the Packers locker room, right? It's football-shaped, designed, by the way, uh, or co-designed by Mike Sherman back in the day when they were doing the the – the redesign um but so it's kind of a football shape and when you walk in when the media when we walk into the locker room through our entrance to the just to the right just past actually where the quarterbacks are we're like rogers lockers right there just past that row there's a kind of an offshoot area it's kind of a big box where like lots of practice squatters and guys who like are at the bottom end of the 90 man roster. That's where they put those guys. And as you might imagine, it is very transient back there. Like guys, lots of guys come and go. And sometimes when guys are, they start there, right. They'll get signed on a tryout basis or, you know, on a one-year deal as an undrafted guy or what have you, if they then make the squad during the season and start to get in the rotation a little bit, sometimes they'll, they can quote graduate up to, the big room right uh but yes there is there is a very specific kind of place where you know practice squatters and tryout guys that's where their lockers are dave what's up man thanks for the super chat it has seemed aaron jones has struggled against disease with speedy off-ball linebackers disease makes sense to feature dylan moore against such teams conversely jones abuses slower backers that's an interesting one um I'm trying to work out what you mean by disease because I got to imagine that was a typo. Aaron Jones has struggled against speedy off-ball linebackers. I don't think it's Aaron Jones struggling. I think some of that is down to not being able to get to the second level by the offensive line and cutting that guy off. Um, there'll be guys in space and Aaron Jones can have an angle and, and make it work. But, you know, all the kind of work in the world from the running back doesn't going to matter much if the guy from the second level comes in clean. You know, and I think especially last year, they had real issues there. You know, as you know, Yeoman's work by Lucas Patrick at center, but he was nowhere near as good as Josh Myers, who was nowhere near as good as Corey Lindsley in that regard. Um, so I, I do, I understand, I kind of understand what you're talking about. Um, but I think Jones is, you know, the least of the issue there. Um, you know, the, those, those backers, they're paid to, and they're very talented and they're very, you know, athletic explosive what have you I, and i like the idea of running at them right with power with aaron or sorry with aj Dillon. I, I don't mind that doing some between the tackles and you saw a bit of that actually at the beginning of last season the 49ers game and then the steelers game they worked in a lot more power stuff some angle blocking um and they kind of ran at uh some of the pass rushers and some of the backers but yeah i wouldn't put that on jones that's just me. That's just kind of my first thoughts of it. But um, but I get what you're saying. 
Brett, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Nags, how many yards would Jones Dillon have in a Kyle Shanahan offense? Love the way he runs things over there. I wish 12 and Matt LaFleur would dump five wide. I'm with you, but look, I mean, that five wide stuff is in Shanahan's playbook as well. It's just not utilized as much. I mean, Aaron loves it because he can pick out matchups, right? I mean, that's the engine there for Rodgers. And look, he's had a lot of success doing that. But I'm with you. I think this offense would be so much better and, I mean, better served by buttoning it up and just featuring their backs a lot more and trying to run the ball a lot more. Now, all of that said, it would help if they could stay healthy up front. You know, it's a monster difference when you're running behind David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins to running behind Yosh, Yash, sorry, and, you know, Runyon. And that's no knock on those guys. They did good work last year. But I think it's hard to get, you know, stick with it, so to speak, when you're shuffling guys in and out of the line and you're not getting the kind of results that you want on early downs when you're running the football. Now, that said, I wish they would stick with it, even when they're banging their head against the wall. And I know people get pissed and Twitter goes like, why aren't they throwing it and blah, blah, blah. But that thing, that running game, that rhythm, it only helps you long term in, in as the game unfolds. And I think, you know, we, the old cliche – Gains that are two or three yards in the first quarter can become gains of four or five yards in the third and fourth quarter if you stick with it. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. If if Shanahan was calling the plays, I would love that style of you know featuring that run game. And then I think it makes things a hell of a lot easier for Rodgers as well. I've been saying that for three years now. You know, it's it's it was the Elway model. You know, when Shanahan's dad was in Denver, that's exactly what they did. They rode the hell out of that running game, and it opened up avenues for Elway. And I think the Packers could follow suit if they just committed to it. But all of that said, like I intimated before, Rodgers has had a ton of success picking out matchups, getting things, you know, seeing the pre-snap stuff, and he's got that spread, and then he can direct traffic the line of scrimmage. He's won a ton of games that way, you know, so – it's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, they, they, they should absolutely scrap it. Um, yeah, that's never A, that's never going to happen. And B, they've had success with it. Um, but yeah, overall, Brett, I'm with you, man. Kevin, what's up? Will Watson have a trial by fire like Stokes in 21? I mean, remember, Stokes probably got a lot more playing time because Jair went down. Um, I think he'll definitely get worked into the mix earlier than, rather than later. But I don't think he's going to be force-fed. Um, we heard Rogers' words at his locker the other day when he talked about production over potential. I think guys who have worked with Aaron and have the kind of pelts on the wall, so to speak, in the league, meaning Sammy you know, Watkins and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, they're going to be first up and they're going to be first served. And then the younger guys are going to be fighting for scraps and going to have to prove it. And I do think they've obviously got the potential and the upside to do so. Um, but I think you know, their kind of opportunities will be somewhat scattered as the year goes along. They'll probably see more opportunities. And if they make the most of them, then they'll start working them into the rotation regularly. That's just obviously guesswork on my part. Now I'll come out week one. They could be throwing it all over the yard and those guys could get a ton of snaps for all I know. We'll see. Uh, can you really see Watkins having a career resurgence? Yes, Callum. 1000% I can. Um, look. He has to stay on the field. He knows it. It's no secret. Um, but, you know, even when he was on the field last year, I know his production wasn't crazy, but you got to look at what Baltimore's doing. And where he was last year with the Ravens, you got guys speaking out now about 
Roman and the offense that they run and how there are so few opportunities and so little creativity in that offense. And now they've had success. They move the ball. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is insane. But wide receivers are, are starting to talk about, hey, you know, the opportunities in Baltimore are really limited. So I think if you put Watkins in this offense with this quarterback, if he can stay on the field, now obviously that's a big if, but if he can do it, yeah, yes, I think he can be one of the steals of the offseason. But that is, you know, obviously the big if, and that's the reason he was so cheap. It's because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. And to his credit, he did not shy away from that at his locker the other day. He he knows. He said it over and over. You know, the key is staying healthy, and he knows he hasn't done it. And it sounds like he was starting to think maybe no one was going to call and he might be done playing football. So I think he's got a golden opportunity here with Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur's offense to put up some big-time numbers. And I don't don't think it's going to be Devontae style, but, yeah, he could very much surprise people. No question. Carl, what's up, man? Hey, Nags, which young player will make the biggest second-year jump this year? I posted this earlier, but it got dumped somehow. Cheers. Sorry, Carl. Um, Second-year players. I mean, you, you'd love it to be Stokes, right? Um, he had a solid rookie year. And as I said the other day, he was like Luke in Empire Strikes Back. He had a really solid start to his Jedi campaign, and then he ran into Darth Vader in Minnesota and Justin Jefferson. Um, but, I mean, hell, the talent is definitely there, right? You could absolutely make that jump. Uh, and then, you know, I think Josh Meyer staying on the field, he's looked so good early. Um, I think he looked a little rusty when he came back. Those two guys both have the opportunity to really build on stuff from, from their first year. Brandy's picking out TJ Slayton because she's a defensive gal. Uh, I'm, I love this idea. I love um, the idea of getting him in the rotation on a more regular basis. I know last year they held him back, but he was definitely kind of, you know, a deep reserve. I'd love to see him get a little bit more kind of playing time on early downs, a little more opportunities there. Um, and that's up to him. And you know, it's all about the guys doing the work, right, in the offseason on their own and then taking the playbook and really, you know, knowing their technique and knowing how they complement whatever they're being asked to do along that line. Man, I'd love to see Slayton take a jump, no question. Uh, how's Dean Lowry? Uh, sounds good to me from talking to Andy yesterday. Definitely part of the rotation there. Um, that D-line, I think, is going to be a real joy to watch with all the moving parts and all the different ways they can kind of utilize the talents there. But yet some Dean's picking up where he left off, and he left off with one of his best, if not his best, season as a Packer. So I'm down for it. Uh, Nagler, in hindsight, was everyone worrying too much about the Joe Barry hire last year? I don't think so. I mean, I think Joe did a really good job last year, no question about it. But I think there's there was every reason to worry about the Joe Barry hire, given his performance in the first two stops of his career as a defensive coordinator. Hard for me to sit here and say, oh, you know, they had we had no reason to worry. I mean, uh, I'm not so sure that's the truth. Um, but he's done a really solid job. They're off to a great start under Joe. I hope they take another step. They've got more talent now. And um, the, the thing that can't be ignored when you look at the job he did, and he did a very good job. I'm not not discrediting it. But they did end up ranked identically to where Mike Pettin's defenses were or defense was ranked his final year in Green Bay. So like, it's a different scheme. They're being asked to do different things. And he did lose Zadarius. He did lose Jair. And I, I get that. And he did great work considering, 
But I definitely think, you know, getting Jair back now, you've got more talent up front. You've got uh, a, a backer who could should make a difference. You got your all pro backer back in, in Campbell. Man, they, 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 they need to be the strength of this football team, especially early in the season as Rodgers and company are kind of getting acclimated there with his kind of new weapons, the new youth at wide receiver. They need this defense to hit the ground running. They can't, you know, come out and have a, take a step back. So we'll, we shall see. Dell, what's up, man? Do you think the Packers are keeping tabs on OBJ and waiting to see how things look in camp? No deal yet, and Cup's deal has to hurt the odds of him going back. Production over potential, right? I think it's – I've been saying all offseason. I think it's a – you know, it's a possibility, yes. I still think he's going back to L.A. Um, he had the chance to sign with Green Bay last year and didn't, and I know L.A. could offer a little bit more money. The Packers probably could maybe potentially offer a bit more than they did last year this year. Obviously, they got a little bit more cap space. But, I mean, we've if the Rams have shown anything, like, they are ready to put out some cash. And they will – if you're a big name and a guy who's going to help them on offense, they are going to – they're going to spend money in a way the Packers probably won't. And, yes, could they get to camp and go, oof, we need another veteran in here? Um, and they give him a call? Sure. But even then, when's he going to be ready? I can't imagine he's going to be ready anytime soon. And this is somebody who's going to maybe come in and help you down the second half of the season. Maybe. So, you know, I just, there's a, there's a lot up in the air there that I would suspect keeps the Packers from making that call, but you never know. Amos extension coming Jack. I hope so. It's a possibility. No question about it. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense given that, you know, entering the last year of his deal, Maybe that's the kind of thing where they get it done here this next couple weeks prior to camp and they announce it at the start of training camp. I'd love that because I think Adrian has been everything they dreamed he would be when they signed him in free agency and then some. Um, I think he is. Well, probably talking about we started this chat talking about underrated Packers. I think he's probably one of the most underrated guys, not only in Green Bay, but league wide. He is so good. He is so steady and he's so kind of just the consistency. And he's not obviously a splash play guy. That's not been his thing in Green Bay. But, man, he is so good and so valuable back there. Carl, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. It seems like Joe Barry really knows how to put the player in the best position to succeed. It seemed like Pettin was putting square pegs in round holes at times. Hard to argue when you see Preston Smith split out wide, right, in coverage, in, you know, a one-on-one situation. You know, I very, very much agreed. And I'll tell you this. The one thing that was so noticeable from day one of camp last year, right through preseason and then the start of the regular season and throughout the year was the tackling. I have no idea what he did because it was the same people, the same assistants. I mean, he kept almost the entire crew from Petten's, you know, time as his assistants. Usually guys bring in their own people, blah, blah, blah. But he kept everybody in place. And the tackling under Joe was so much better, noticeably, right away. And I don't know what techniques they were stressing, what he did differently, but man, that alone, you know, is, is reason for optimism and reason to talk about what a good job he did. Because, man, it was like a light switch went off. To your point, like guys in position, but not, there was still a few throwing yourself at the ball carrier's feet. That always drives me insane. But for the most part, guys really broke down in space, saw what they were hitting and made the tackle. Sure, wrap up, get them on the ground. 
in a way we haven't seen in Green Bay in a long time. So that alone is worthy of praise. Uh, what else we got here? What else we got? Roger Shurto, what's up, man? Happy Friday. Can I get a carry the motherfucking G? I think you just did. Go Pack Go. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Oh, we got Tyler with one last super chat. What's up, man? If Tay has Jordy like Raider years, is he a Hall of Famer? Ooh. Ooh. He's just on the cusp. I would say yes, but, you know, Sterling Sharp ain't in, so who, who knows? Probably not, but he should be. I mean, we all know he should be. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Please, 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 please do me a huge favor and hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. Uh, 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 uh.